0: Modern Animism Radio. I'm your host, Laura Giles. If you're paying attention to our YouTube channel, you'll see that I've been talking about soul retrieval. And every time I post a new video, I get another question. The latest one is, how do I know if my soul retrieval worked? And that takes a little longer than the short videos you post. So I wanted to give it the attention it deserves with a podcast. So let's start by giving thanks. I acknowledge and thank the element of earth for giving us a home, food, stability a strong foundation, a sense of belonging, and a community that sustains us. Acknowledge and thank the element of air for our inspiration um, and for helping us to stay in touch with our inner child so that we can see the world anew. Thanks also for helping us to hear the whispers of the other world, which are starting to crank up, you know, at that time of year. I acknowledge and thank the element of fire for giving us the power to create change within ourselves and in the outer world and a sense of responsibility to keep things balanced. I acknowledge and thank the element of water uh, for reminding us to go with the flow and helping us to feel so that life is a meaningful adventure. I thank all of you uh, for being here and joining our program. I acknowledge and thank the loving, helping ancestors from the human, plant, animal, and mineral kingdom. And thank you for all the blessings that we receive that are seen and unseen. And ask for your continued support so that we can continue to be of service to everybody. Um, Again, thank you all for being here. Thank you for your comments and questions. This show is based on a question. So we do pay attention to what you have to say in your comments and um, what's happening in the Facebook group. So you're welcome to join us there or check out our YouTube videos if you have not done that yet. If you'd like to support with a donation, you can do that at Buy Me a Coffee forward slash Pan Society. So let's do a quick recap in case this is somebody's first time joining in. And you're just like, I don't even know what a soul retrieval is. So basically, um, well, let's back up and go with what's a uh, a soul um, uh, loss, soul loss. So in order to have a soul retrieval, you have to have a soul loss, and a soul loss is basically the um, spiritual part of trauma so when there's a trauma then everything shatters the body there's an impact on the body in the stomach and in the brain that makes things kind of go offline and you that shows up in emotions with emotional dysregulation uh, and inability to sleep things like that it shows up um, We did the mind and the body, the spirit. Yeah, it shows up in the spirit through soul loss. So this part of you that holds the memory and holds the trauma kind of leaves, and the soul retrieval is the bringing of that piece back. So it's the spiritual part of healing from trauma, and um, the things that will cause the soul to fragment. They can be little, quote unquote, little things like um, repeated um, verbal abuse. It could be It's really amazing the things that can cause it because, like just to talk about it, it might not seem like anything, but it could be getting a spanking from your parents. It could be finding out that Santa Claus isn't real. It could really be little things like that. It doesn't have to be um, terrorism, kidnapping, uh, getting mugged, although those can certainly cause it too. So it's anything that basically shatters your vision of reality. Anything that splits you off from your authenticity can cause the soul to fragment. And that fragmentation can feel uh, like you're weaker. Like if you've ever had anybody say, or maybe you've said this, um, ever since blah happened, I've never been the same. So it could be ever since I got sick, ever since I fell down, ever since we lost the football game, ever since uh, I was raped, I've never been the same. That's what it feels like. To have soul fragmentation, it's like a part of you has left. Something's different about you. Maybe you can't quite put your finger on it, or maybe you know exactly what it is. Maybe it's like I, I've just never felt happy and whole since that thing happened. Ever since I got divorced. Ever since I got married. <laughs> <laughs> um, could be, could be anything. Um, but that's that's how you know. There's this feeling that things are just not right. And soul retrieval can happen spontaneously. So it's happened to me spontaneously, and I think if you're mindful, if you're on a growth trajectory, it's going to happen spontaneously. Um, there are tons and tons and tons of people out now who are advertising soul retrieval for sale, which I see that as a spiritual um, service, and it's not something that one would pay for. It's just something that you do in service of the community. People are out there selling it. Um, and it's up to you if you want to buy that, if you think you could benefit from it. You know, if that's the thing that stood between me and wholeness, I'm probably going to do it. Um, and lots of people are selling it. So um, th- basically in in that case where it is a third party helping you, well, actually trauma therapy can do the same thing. I do this every day. Um, we don't call it soul retrieval, but it certainly is that and helping the person to heal, helping to bring the body back on board, helping to bring the emotions back in alignment, and then I will do the soul piece as well. And so when I'm doing it, I need to know that the person is stable enough to receive the part. So, um, so I have had a, a paid soul retrieval, and actually I've had a few because I'm curious. Somebody says they can do something, I'm like, okay, well show me. And for the most part. You know, it's really a good question, how do I know that it's happened? Because for the most part, nothing happened. And if you don't have evidence that something happened, then nothing happened. It's the emperor's new clothes. I'm just going to tell you that. You know, one of the things about this whole shamanic movement is they're like nobody can tell you your reality. So if you say, well, the sky is purple and I flew, then the sky is purple and you flew. And if you say, oh, well, I did your soul retrieval, you know, nobody's supposed to tell you what your reality is. And I totally agree with that, except that you are the um, uh, architect of your own experience. So if if you don't feel anything, you don't notice anything, probably nothing happened. So that three or four um, soul retrievals where nothing happened. The last one... So going back to what does it feel like, felt like I knew exact, so it was a distance, and I knew exactly when it happened because it felt like I was having a seizure from the neck down. So I, my mind was perfectly uh, clear. I could think of everything, nothing was happening from the neck up, but my body felt like it was convulsing, and it was the weirdest thing ever. Um, it didn't result in any change, though, and I didn't have any... Usually there's a period of integration where you're putting stuff back in order, you're reorganizing. It's like if you shake up a snow globe, things are not going to be the way that they were. They have to find a new way of balancing, a new way of being, and there was no shaking of the snow globe. So my theory, and this is just a theory because it's one experience, is that those – when you force a soul retrieval, so you say, hey – because this is not how it's done in in the indigenous world – um, when you force a soul retrieval and the, you bring these parts back, if they're not ready to come, if they don't have a place prepared for them and you haven't done the groundwork to receive it, then it's just going to leave again. So my sense is that the last one that I had actually was a soul retrieval that didn't stick. Um, I couldn't tell you any stories around it. The person who did it gave me a story about what they saw in the journey. None of that resonated. No idea. Not to say that it has to resonate, but in my case, it didn't. So, yeah. Um, since this is your experience in your life, I think it needs to resonate with you, don't you? I mean, it has to mean something to you. You need to see something, feel something, experience something in order for it to be real. If it's if you don't have any evidence that it's real, then I would say, at the very least, it wasn't useful. Um, now, there are some people, I certainly know this from doing therapy, who are not particularly uh, sensitive to changes. But if you ask people around them, has this person changed anything, they'd be like, oh, my God, yes. You know, they're so much more relaxed than they used to be or um, so much more talkative than they used to be or whatever. You know, um, sometimes we're not that self-aware. So it could be that that's what's going on, um, but there's evidence for someone else to pick it up, at least even if you don't. So... Let's go back to what does it, what is it like? How do you know? So in my case, I've had, I don't know how many spontaneous soul retrievals, a few. And um, I think they just happen when they're ready to happen. I think these are your parts. They're, they know you. They know where home is. It's not like they go off in la la land and just can't find their way back. I think they're just like taking a break. It's part of you. You can't be separated from you. And they will return when you're ready. And um, and sometimes you need a little help with that, meaning that there's a series of coincidences that sets something up that, you know, creates the perfect situation for that to happen. I know that's definitely been the case for me um, because it wasn't just like, oh, I'm in the bed, sleeping in the middle of the night, and boop this pops back. It wasn't like that. <laughs> I mean, in one case it was. Um something similar to that, but in the others, there were other things in place to kind of facilitate it. The situation was right. There was the right smells, the right time of day, that kind of stuff. Um, There are certain triggers that will kind of get the whole thing going if it's spontaneous. So um, when it comes back, let me think of the first one. So the first time that it happened, I am in my front yard and I'm standing there by myself and all of a sudden it just, it, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. And um, you hear people say, oh, I fell to my knees. Do they literally mean that? In my case, yeah. It actually, I did actually fall to my knees. And I started crying because it just hit me. Everything just hit me all at once. And um, the story, I knew everything, and it all came together. Um, and I realized that, that things that I had been in denial about or didn't uh, – acknowledge became really, really clear and be like, okay, this is the truth. Not just this is your truth, but what I had been doing before was that was my truth. And then I got like, this is the truth. And here, here's, you know, here's the part that you lost. That one was actually pretty easy. Um, it was just like, whoa, you know, and then, wow, that was interesting. And then kind of just shook it off. Um, that was the first one, and I'm glad it was an easy one. Uh, the last one that I had was not, they're usually not that easy. There's usually a period of integration afterwards that's painful because when you lose a part, it is because something traumatic happened. And when it comes back, it's going to come back with all of that, all the pain, all the hurt, all the unfelt stuff. Um, but it's like, so I'm going to go back to one, the one before the last one. It was like, so what happened was I was dancing, I was trance dancing, which I frequently do. Um, And not because I'm trying to get something to happen, just because it's kind of fun. (laughs) You know, you get into music and the drums are going on and it just kind of happens. Um, And most of the time, nothing happens other than you just kind of feel really good. So I wasn't looking for anything to happen for sure. But I just got into the zone and um, it just happened and I'm laughing. And then I'm crying, and um, then all of these memories start flooding back, and I got all these uh, smells and it fully sensory, so all different kinds of stuff was happening, and um, and I would it was really really quick because you're in this and when you're in a trance you're in this space of like no time. So five minutes can be like five years or the other way around. Five years can be like five minutes. Um, So this, this intense stuff can move through really quickly, which is what happened. So the whole thing was over in probably 20 minutes or less, probably less. And then the integration happened. So for like the next two weeks, I was kind of moody, not myself. My energy was kind of weird. I was kind of out of it a bit, which is not like me. I'm normally pretty grounded very stable, and even keel, like with the moods, and um, yeah, it just took a while, and then, you know, you get a sense of clarity around things, and the things that used to bother you just don't bother you anymore, and you think about the things that were traumatic in a really different way, like, oh, that happened, versus, oh, my God, that happened, you know what I mean? Um, It's just, it just really moves you to a place of acceptance with it, and it's kind of like is kind of not in you it's like parallel to you not part of you but yet it is too it's a little bit of a different experience um and you do feel more whole and more solid Um, that's a little hard to explain really what that means because it's not like i'm different but i am um it's like if you have uh layers it's like a layer came on so it's the same color or maybe just a, a little i don't it's hard to explain <laughs> if you do photoshop and you put down layers and it makes it a little more lifelike and gives it thing that you're you layering depth it's more like that so um with the last one um this one took a bit more time it happened in waves and i think it really depends on the um intensity because i don't want to say severity the intensity of the split how big the split was how much of you you lost that kind of thing this was a big integration and it came in pieces when it first started happening it was just more of a physical response didn't have any stories um didn't have any real understanding I, because I've done this and I do this professionally. I knew it was going on but I didn't I had didn't have any story which can be like super confusing. Um or at least like unclear. You want to feel like things are done or or like you know what's going on and I felt like I had no control. But since since I've done it before I was like okay well, this is just a space where you're not going to be in control. So if you understand that part it can make it a lot easier to just go with it. And really that's all you can do because if you try to shut it down, you're going to inhibit the healing. So you really got to be in a place of trust Um, and just trust the process. Be like, okay, I am protected, I am okay, and this will end because it does end. Um, Just kind of like you're on a roller cushion, just hang on until it stops. So the second wave came a couple days later. And this did bring back the memories and the, the intellectual piece of it, which I was glad for um, because it made it all make sense. And, you know, your body's doing what you're doing. You might be shaking. You might be coughing, laughing. Um, you might be going through all three of them. they might be doing it all at the same time. Who knows? Uh, but your body is usually, I won't say usually, sometimes doing strange things. You might be grimacing, making faces. You, might, you know, it could could be any of those things. Um, and I'm talking drug-free. <laughs> I mean, I think if you're on mushrooms or, or ayahuasca or something, then definitely all that can be going on, um, visual stuff happening. But this, this was all drug-free. Uh, and then once it kind of moves through, you might get little spasms here and there as it's all shaking out, next day, next couple of days. And then it all settles down. And like I said, again, you get that layering effect, where you just feel more solid, more real, more you. Um, Powerful is a word that I hear used a lot, but it's not like, you know, all of a sudden you become Superman. Uh, Well, I guess you could. It depends on how dysfunctional you were before. Um, I guess it varies from experience to experience. Um, It's pretty functional before, still functional now, but I do feel more solid, more in my skin. And I think that it just happens if, you, if you're if you self-aware, if you have good self-care, if you have good support, if you're living in harmony with nature, because nature is always self-correcting. It always goes from order to chaos and chaos to order. So as you are moving into a place of order, your parts are just going to come back. Not to say that you can't split again, but I think the more self-aware you are, the more skills you have. The less likely it's going to happen because you're able to be in the moment of crisis and stay integrated. Of course, I mean, it can not say that it's a dysfunction if something that happens to you because, you know, we know PTSD happens in times of war and not just times of war, but in times of war, and that you're not weak if you have PTSD. It's just what your body does to protect you. So if it happens, it happens. And then you just deal with it. So let me say this though, in indigenous cultures, or at least mine, I don't know how they all do it. um, When you have a soul retrieval, it happens pretty much right after, because so there's not like this lag of years where you're slamming the soul back into the body. So since this part hasn't gone very far it's very easy to integrate it back. Plus, you have the support of the community and a community that understands soul loss, which is so vitally important. It's really, really different than trying to get a soul retrieval here in the West for something that happened when you were six and you're now 36 and there's no support and no understanding for it in the culture. Really different experience. And I think to try to make it seem like it's the same is, is neglect, honestly, if for the person who is attempting to help you. You have to have a lot in place to stabilize the person if this is something that you want to do because it's, it's a destabilizing process. I mean, ultimately it is stabilizing, but you, you destabilize the whole thing in the process. It's shaking up the snow globe. You know, and if you don't have a safety harness, you don't know where you're going to land, you don't have a plan, you don't have the port, that's a real tough thing to put somebody through. So, um, yeah, I don't think it's something that I would enter into lightly, getting soul retrieval, I mean, especially not doing it. There's people out there offering, oh, let me do soul retrieval or or getting a soul retrieval meditation. I don't even know how that works. Maybe it can work. I don't know. But it's not something that I would enter into lightly. Uh, There's a lot to it. You could be messing around with some stuff that really destabilizes you. Um, It's holistic. It's just not like oh, I went to this meditation and it was fantastic. You you got to take care of your body, your mind, your your emotions, your spirit. All of that needs care. And if you don't have an animist uh, lifestyle, animist community. It's going to be super, super tough. I mean, I've gone through it. I have all that. (laughs) And it's still not easy. So I don't even imagine what it's like to not have that. So I hope that that clarifies some things. Do appreciate the questions. Maybe it generates more. If so, let me know. Always happy to answer more questions. You can come on the Facebook group and we can talk about it. It's that is easier for you. Um, I like discussion. So if you want to deepen your practice of animism and come join us on our private Facebook group, let's chat. Let's get to know each other. Let's hear about your experiences. Maybe I'm full of crap. Maybe you've had something totally different and it's, you know, just 180 degrees. If so, I'd like to hear about it. So sending gratitude to the elements and our loving, helping ancestors for being here. Thank you all for joining us for this edition of Modern Animism Radio Program. And please consider donating, as we do need your financial and emotional support. And you can do that on our website at pansociety.net. Thanks for tuning in. Once again, I'm Laura Jobs for Pan Society, and we'll see you next week. Thanks.